the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get 200 bucks in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am sitting up on the northeast coast of England in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. Today is Friday, June the 10th, and we are here to handicap the uh, full slate of games for Saturday, June 11. Uh, Joining me first and foremost, uh, Mr. Munaf Manji. Munaf, how are you doing? I am doing well, sir. Uh, it's been a long week here on the MLB Gambling Podcast, but we're going to keep grinding through these games here, Malcolm. Excited to be here with you and Noah. Uh, yeah, so you have given away my uh, our second co-host. Uh, it is Mr. <laughs> Noah Beanat. He's got a different hat on again tonight. His hat game is pretty strong. He's uh, he's up there with the Sports Week Consig for the amount of lids that he wears. So. Um, I don't know what's going on tonight because he's got it on backwards. Noah, how are you doing? What are you wearing? Doing all right, Malcolm. I'm wearing my old actual travel baseball hat, throwing it back to the good old days um, and watching some good college baseball right now. So let's let's hit some uh, MLB stuff, and I might be attending the Tigers game tomorrow too. So good stuff. Ah, good times. Uh, Moonaf's absolutely right. It's been a very, very busy week. Uh, I know Moonaf's been doing the NBA playoffs and he's been on the pod every night this week. Um, I've fired out a million different baseball stuff and um, covered the Belmont Stakes and the Belmont Stakes card, um, which I covered yesterday with Sean and Ryan. Uh, And I'm also going to be on the Notorious OTV with Chase tomorrow, um, where we're covering Royal Ascot, which is uh, a big... A big British race meeting that starts on Tuesday. It runs Tuesday to Saturday next week. Um, we've started using a different uh, a different platform to stream our our pods here, and you can put your name in the chat box. And we've discovered that it's quite a fun little thing to put in a, a cheeky or little irreverent name if you've got one. Uh, and Moonaf is sitting going by the name I bet the Angels money line yesterday. A smiley face. Uh, Moonaf, <laughs> uh, a little a little subtle flex there, mate. Malcolm, I told you that <laughs> if the if the Angels were going to break their losing streak, it was going to have to be on the back of Otani. And he was literally the man last night for the Angels. He pitched a great game for them. He also hit a home run, um, and they finally broke their winning streak. So they saw the losing streak, and they finally got the monkey off of their back. So um, I guess finally that, that red came up on the roulette wheel we've been talking about, Malcolm. Yeah, I, f- I feel like I, I was, should apologize. I, I was hoping that they would have broke the losing streak when they were playing all the Nickelback walk-up songs. <laughs> yeah, I've read, uh, yeah, I've read about that. That was a bit of an odd one. Um, I feel like I owe yeah. Nick Pavetta a personal apology because uh, you can make all the mechanics changes that you like and pitch as well as you like in the seven straight games. Uh, but I'm going to mush you. Um, it makes no difference what you do. Uh, if I pick you, I will mush you, Nick Pavetta. So... Apologies for that one. Um, like I say, full slate of games for Saturday. Um, loads of runs being scored over the, the the last few nights. So uh, we'll get to the teams who've been scoring, and there's been some there's been some uh, crazy games as well. In fact, I will mention that um, Garrett Cole game because when we handicapped uh, <laughs> the, the Yankees yesterday, I was torn between what I'd seen and what the metrics had told me, and I said that. And the last couple of weeks, I've said he keeps getting hit hard in the first innings. I saw like um, against the Orioles, the Yankees made three catches at the wall, um, and it could easily go the other way. And then someone, some smart ass, talked me into taking him um, because his metrics underline had been so good, going against everything I'd seen. And then I actually listened to that game in bed, sort of lights out, head on the pillow, 
put my earphone in. And I wasn't sure if I dreamt it because I only hit, listened to the first two or three minutes. But obviously the first three batters that came up all hit home runs off him. Um, so I wasn't sure if it was a fever dream this morning when I woke up because I didn't think that was possible. Uh, and had a little look, but sure enough, he got shelled by everybody. And then on top of that, the Yankees came back to win. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, there has been some... Uh, yeah, Mood, are you catch- did you catch a run line on that one as well? Yeah, we yeah, both did. Both Noah and I, we had the run line as our locks yesterday. I saw that first inning. I was like, okay, I, I'm just not even going to watch. And then um, they got... I think the Twins got out to a 7-3 to three lead. I was like, well, this is done. And I checked, I think, close to like the fifth or sixth inning. Uh, I think the Yankees came back and tied it up. And I was like, okay, now we probably have a chance, especially with this offense. And, and lo and behold, the Yankees... Got it done for us. Sweat free there, Malcolm. <laughs> Sweat free. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, stinky Aaron Hicks it was, I think, you got who hit a, the winning home run as well. Yeah. Um, right, okay. We will start with um, this first game. We don't have many lines on, actually, so it's good to get this out the way early doors. It's the Tampa Bay Rays and the Minnesota Twins, which is a 2-10 Eastern first pitch. Uh, Shane Baz... Um, is going for Tampa Bay. I reckon Joe Ryan is going for Minnesota. Um, but TBD pitcher, I know, Moonaf, you weren't sure about the Minnesota pitcher, and there are absolutely no lines anywhere for this. So um, anything you want to, to add on this, or do you just want to scooch on? I think we probably should scooch on, because I'm seeing Chichi Gonzalez on one side, you're seeing Joe Ryan on one side, and with no line, I don't I don't think we should give our listeners some misinformation. I think it's a good time just to remind them about Tally's side and just make sure to check our picks out there. there yeah, tough information. Um, I quite like the term scooch on that we appear to have just invented there. I forgot to get herky-jerky in the horse oh, racing podcast read up, by the way. I know. I'll try next time. I'll write it down <laughs> somewhere. I'll get it I'll get it tattooed. Uh, 210 Eastern first pitch is the Texas Rangers at the Chicago White Sox. Um, Martin Perez uh, goes for Texas. He's been going well lately. And Lucas Giolito is the pitcher for the Chicago White Sox, who are a minus 145 favorite. Texas a plus 125. The total is set at 8.5. Uh, Noah, you can lead us off with the Rangers at the White Sox. Yeah, the Rangers are two and six in their last eight games, with the under eight and a half being five and three during that stretch. And the White Sox are three and six in their last nine games, but the over eight and a half is six and three. For Texas left-hander Martin Perez, who's four and two on the year with a 156 ERA, 56 strikeouts, 16 walks in 69.1 innings pitched, will be going for the Rangers. Perez hasn't given up three or more runs in a start since April 17th. And he has at least five strikeouts in each of his last six starts. So if a K prop opens around five, that would be a good one. And for Chicago, right-hander, their ace, Lucas Giolito, who's 4-2 and two on the year, 354 ERA, 62 strikeouts, 19 walks in 48.1 innings pitched this year. Giolito has given up five and six runs with two bombs in each of his last two outings against Toronto and Tampa Bay. With Perez being so consistent all year, I love Texas at plus 125 for a dog today. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I think the White Sox are still scuffling a little bit. They've, they've, they've sort of sparked into life a little bit with the bats this week. And when they've done that, they've then given away a load of runs on the other side. They had that really weird game against the Dodgers, which I think finished 11-9. to So there's something still not up. Tony La Russa is getting increasing amounts of stick as well. Um, which seems almost unavoidable, actually. We've talked about him a few times over the last few months here. Um, I wasn't quite brave enough to pick Texas um, on the money line, um, but I did lean to the under. Perez is going well, um, and legitimately as well. I think a lot of people have been expecting him to to get worse, but he's, he's holding his form. Um, and uh, yeah, Giolito is their, their stud pitcher, so um, I thought this could be relatively low scoring. Um, not a strong lean, but I'll take the under eight and a half in this one. Munaf? Yeah, I mean, you guys talked about Martin Perez. I mean, he's been absolutely lights out uh, on the road so far this season. I mean, a 0.31 ERA, if that, if I, I had to double check that. Um, and, he's, and it's not like he hasn't pitched a lot of innings. He's pitched 29 innings on the road so far this year. Now, the also concern comes in is, well, not the concern, but another factor that a handicap that comes in is that Martin Perez is a left-handed uh, pitcher, and you know notoriously the White Sox do well against left-handed pitching. So 
a little game of chess here. I would probably lean with uh, Martin Perez and the Rangers, um, again, just because he's just having an absolutely fantastic season. Um, and I agree about your underpick as well there, Malcolm. Uh, I think these are two pitchers that can really uh, limit the uh, opposing offenses. So uh, definitely co-sign the under. And I do uh, uh, gun to my head, I would go with the uh, Texas Rangers. Texas Rangers in the spot. Yeah, it is, it's a good dog price. Texas uh, have a winning record on the road. Th- um, sorry, thirteen and fourteen, so not a terrible record. Uh, but the White Sox have a twelve and fifteen home record, so um, there might be some value with that. Plus one twenty-five. Yeah. Uh, the next game is a two fifteen Eastern first pitch, which is the Cincinnati Reds at the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, my guy Hunter Green goes for the Reds, and Adam Wainwright is on the hill for St. Louis. Uh, Hunter Green at I always seem to, to draw him to handicap every week when it's my night to go. He's 3-7, 540 ERA, 35 innings pitch, 55 innings pitch, in fact. Uh, 72 Ks and a 135. Uh, Wainwright is 5-4, 273 ERA, 66 innings pitch, 48 Ks and a 123. Um, Green pitched really well last time. Uh, no earned runs against Arizona. Um Perky jerky might be the exact term to use for Hunter Green. He's been flashing it. He's showed that he can do it. Um, you've just got to try and guess uh, which Hunter Green is going to turn up um, because it's impossible to know. He has to run on the road as well. The road spot doesn't particularly bother me. Um, Adam Wainwright um, pitched seven innings in his last two starts. He's gone seven innings in both of them, only given up two earned runs across those 14 innings. A slight anomaly in those is that the one seven inning start, he struck out 10 batters. And in the next seven inning start, he struck out no batters, uh, which is a really weird differential, a 10 strikeout game and a no strikeout game. Um, he's got a 2.20 ERA in the last seven. Uh, Wainwright's been legit. And like I say, I have to side with Hunter Green because I, I keep taking him. Um, so, yeah, it was another under for me. Uh, as much as I said at the top of the show, there's been a lot of runs about. I'm going to start with a second under of the night. Uh, hope Hunter Green can keep it tight. Uh, and I will take the minus 110 on this one. Uh, Moonaf, I reckon you're going to fade the pants off Hunter Green here. It's an interesting spot. I mean, you talked about Adam Wainwright, who's been pitching well so far for the St. Louis Cardinals. But if you kind of take a look over his last four starts, uh, even when we go back to the last five career starts, and this dates back to the 2020 season against the Cincinnati Reds by uh, Adam Wright on the mound, he's given up at least three earned runs in four of those five starts. He's 0-4 in uh, the last five games against the Cincinnati Reds, and he had one start earlier this year on April 24th where he went five innings, gave up eight, uh, eight hits, and four earned runs, and they lost that game to the St. Louis Cardinals. So I kind of want to lean towards the first five over in this game because, again, Hunter Green did face the Cardinals earlier this year where he gave up three earned runs uh, in the first four innings. Now, like you mentioned, Malcolm, he did have a great start in his last game against the Arizona Diamondbacks. But, again, the Diamondbacks, not a great offense, especially on the road here. But, you know, his last start against the Cardinals at home, April 22nd, three and a third inning, he gave up three earned runs, four walks in that game. So with the history that Wainwright does have against the Reds and the the hot bats of the Reds right now, I think I'm going to take a first five over between Wainwright and Hunter Green here. Uh, Noah? I'm just going to settle with the money line on the Reds. I, I like the way that Green has been trending and the Reds uh, treat me well uh, when I play them. Uh, the last game that we took them on the podcast, they ended up losing 7 nothing to Diamondbacks. But ultimately, I, I do think that Green being one of their best arms, he's going to keep them in this game. And at plus 150, I'm never going to turn that down. Yeah, you're right. Cincinnati have been one of the more uh, fun teams uh, to follow from a betting point of view. Uh, just uh, while we talk Cincinnati and St. Louis, the NL Central... Um, the current form of the teams in the NL Central. Milwaukee lost six. St. Louis lost three. Pittsburgh lost three. Chicago Cubs lost three. Cincinnati lost two. Uh, so between them, <laughs> they haven't got a win. Uh, none of them can win a game. Uh, so something has to give tomorrow. Uh, finally, Cincinnati or St. Louis uh, will get a win. But yeah, a bit of a bit of a stinky division, that one at the moment. Uh, a 4 5 Eastern first pitch is the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Philadelphia Phillies. Madison Bumgarner is the pitcher for Arizona. 
and Zach Wheeler is on the bump for Philly. Uh, two to one on Philly, minus 200. Arizona are plus 170. The total is set at eight and a half. Uh, Moonaf, Mad Bum, what do you think? Yeah, like you mentioned, Mad Bum on the mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, 3.64 ERA overall, 1.26 whip. Road ERA a little bit higher than his overall ERA. He's at 4.18 with a 1.21 whip um, on the road. His last start was against the Cincinnati Reds, where he gave up some runs there. He gave up four earned runs to the Cincinnati Reds in five innings pitch, eight hits. Did strike out four in that span. Um, he's one in three so far on the road this season. And now you're going up against a team like the Phillies, who I believe have not lost the game yet since they fired Joe Girardi, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, yeah. Great so I think, on. Yeah, and Zach Wheeler, obviously their ace is on the mound. Four and three so far this year, 3.14 ERA at home so far this year. Zach Wheeler is three and two with a 1.73 ERA with a 0.94 uh, whip. So I like what I've seen from Wheeler. His last start, he gave up two earned runs to the LA Angels in six innings. Uh, he hasn't allowed more than two earned runs over his last four starts uh, to any of his opponents. So, um, you know, I, I just can't fade the Phillies right now. They're doing well. They're They're hitting the ball well. I'm sorry. I feel like they, they've uh, uh, a spark has been lit ever since you know Joe Girardi got let go by the Phillies organization. So I'm going to say with the hot hand here, I like the Phillies here. Um, possibly take a look at their run line as well uh, in this game. I'm currently seeing that at uh, let's see, uh, run line for them is at plus one ten. So not not a bad way to look at this game. Um, Noah, uh, what was your opinion on this? Uh... On this Phillies game, one seven in a row, the Phillies. Yeah, I, I like the way that the Phillies have been looking. Their offense has been great. Um, the one thing I'll say about the Diamondbacks is when they lose, they don't lose by like one run. They'll they'll get run off the board. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I like the run line there, but I would probably be more comfortable in taking the Phillies total. Uh, it just takes Wheeler completely out of the out of the. Uh, frame for me and I, w I would like probably around four and a half maybe five five gets a little bit too high up there but probably the team total would be my favorite play from the game um yeah this was the i think the once a night we have the ball in run line um that just looks a bit too good to be true and this was it um i saw it at yeah yeah plus 110 is the line i took earlier on um philly rolling like we say um, I watched Madbum last time out actually, and he really struggled. He was um, he was letting a lot of runners on base. I haven't got the numbers uh, in front of me, but I think he walked a few. And um, yeah, he looked he looked on the precipice last time. So um, not very original, but I'll take Philly on the run line here at plus one ten. Uh, Four or five Eastern first pitches. The Milwaukee Brewers at the Washington Nationals. Eric Lauer goes for Milwaukee and Patrick Corbin. It uh, goes for Washington. Two left-handed pitchers on the mound here. Uh, Washington are plus 130 home underdogs. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers are minus 150. Uh, the total is set at nine. Uh, Noah, um, Milwaukee at Washington. Can Washington spring a surprise here? Yeah, like you said, uh, for a moment here, the NL Central has not won a game in the last week and a half. But I mean this <laughs> NL Central this NL Central hasn't been bad for a moment. They've been bad for quite a few years, I would say. Um the Brewers are now not counting yesterday's game. They come in uh losers of their last six games and they're one and eight in their last nine. As for the Nationals, they recently got swept by the Marlins and are three and seven in their last 10 games. So it's a real stinker of a game here. The Southpaw for the Brewers, Eric Lauer, he's five and one on the year with 238 ERA, 65 strikeouts, 17 walks in 56.2 innings pitch. Over Lauer's last four starts, he has been money, not giving up more than two earned runs a game. And as for Washington, the opposite of money has been Patrick Corbin. He's 2-8 and eight on the year with a 671 ERA, 53 strikeouts, 24 walks, and 60.1 innings pitched this campaign. Here in this game, I just have to tail Lauer and the Brewers. The money line is a little juicy, and I'm not confident enough in their offense on the run line, so I would just leave this game be. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's ugly, isn't it, Moonaf? Patrick Corbin, can you uh, can you find a imaginative way of handicapping this game? Uh, not with Corbin on the mound. I mean, he had a pretty good start, you can say, in his last start against the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, he only allowed three earned runs in six innings, which has been far better than what he's been uh, doing uh, against opponents. But he did face his Milwaukee team back in uh, Milwaukee on May 21st. Five innings, gave up five earned runs, eight hits to that team. So, um, you know, he has a better ERA, I guess we can say, at home, but it's still close to six, Malcolm. And he's one and four at home. So, I don't think I can get behind uh, Corbin here. I'd probably maybe look at an over in this game with these two pitchers on the mound, especially with Corbin there. I mean, teams are putting up runs against him, and uh, the only concern I may have is that the Milwaukee Brewers uh, don't really put up runs against left-handed pitching. They're kind of bottoms in OPS, uh, total hits, and um, uh, in RBIs. So... Uh, can they break out against Patrick Corbin? Yeah, I'm sure they can, but um, and like the and they did in this previous start in Milwaukee. So I'll, I'll lean with the over in this game again. Yeah, the Brewers have, uh, have been much better at home actually. They get back um, back to a home stand here, um, and they've they've really beat up on the teams uh, with records below um, kind of 500. They've been they've been bullying those poorer teams. Um, they have been struggling, but. Um, it's almost like Dr. Washington will see you now. Uh, if there's a team that are going to fix the ailments of all the other teams, uh, the Washington Nationals are it. I think Nelson Cruz might be struggling a little bit as well uh, for Washington day to day. So, yeah, um, I thought the Brewers' run line, yeah, it just looks like a good spot. Get back to winning ways. And if they do it, I think they'll do it fairly comfortably. Um, so the Brewers on the run line at plus 110 uh, for me. Uh, before we move on, uh, let me tell you about our headline sponsor here um, on the MLB Gambling Podcast, which is Win Bet Casino. Uh, make sure to get down with the Bet 50 to win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Two great promotions at the minute. Um, if you bet $500 on sport or the casino before, before July 31st, you'll be entered to in the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Um, multiple entries are allowed. Uh, and the second promo is a chance to party with DJ Diesel, who is Shaquille O'Neal, I think we all know. Uh, all users can bet $100 on NBA or casino and be entered into a prize draw to attend the DJ Diesel performance at Encore Beach Club, as well as the meet and greet with DJ Diesel. Uh, loads of other stuff to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The next game is a 4-10 Eastern first pitch, which is the Baltimore Orioles at the Kansas City Royals. Uh, Tyler Wells for Baltimore and Daniel Lynch. I don't know if you've got his name, but it is Daniel, isn't he? Yeah, Daniel Lynch, uh, the lefty, goes for Kansas City. Um, Wells is two and four, uh, 378 ERA, pitched 47 and two thirds with 29 punches in a 107 whip. Lynch is two and five, a 536 ERA. 48 and two-thirds, 43 strikeouts and a 154 whip. Um, Wells has been going along okay, relatively under the radar. Um, he started 11 games and eight of those, he's allowed two earned runs or fewer, uh, which is perfectly acceptable. Um, he does have a slightly uh, larger ERA on the road, 488, um, but Lynch has been really struggling. Um He'd given up six earned runs in both of his last starts. Um, he has a 6.34 ERA in his last seven. Um, no wins recorded in that time. So a long losing stretch uh, for Lynch. And yeah, um, we got our fingers burned. I think, Noah, you'll probably join me. Uh, we had our fingers burned by Baltimore on the money line last night. Um, I went deeper. I went run line. 
Oh, you did, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, right, so <laughs> right, it's your fault, and I'm happy to blame you. Because I watched the highlights this morning, and I didn't know what was going on. And it, at various points, Baltimore were getting back into the game. It got they tied it up at four four or something, yeah. and then um, yeah, Kansas got away a little bit. Um, my guy MJ Melendez hit a hit a bomb for for uh, Kansas City, which is he's treating me well in the DJ's fantasy league. The uh, the rookie catcher, but yeah, Baltimore for me. Um, did I give the lines out on this game? Actually, oh, I'm not sure I did. Uh, Baltimore minus one twenty, KC even money plus one hundred. Uh, the total is set at ten, which is gigantic. Um, I might throw in a throw in an audible and go with the under there because I think um, Wells can keep it quite tight. Um, but I don't think Baltimore will get all those runs by themselves. Uh, but yeah, the, the the official play is Baltimore on the money line at minus one twenty. Uh, Noah, are you going in again? Yeah, why not? I, I mean, these Baltimore young pitchers are promising, and I think we're a little early on the parade. I think they're still getting used to the big leagues, but I mean, uh, I, I like the way that Wells has been trending lately. And this is another spot where I'm going to be on the Orioles money line, just because the Royals aren't much better. And um, I like the better pitcher in Wells today. Um, well, so not a pitching change in that game last night, just talking through my pocket again, because I see yeah, Zimmerman going tonight uh, for Baltimore. And it was, yeah. uh, I think I think it was Zimmerman that we handicapped. Uh, anyway, largely irrelevant. Moonaf, Baltimore at Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, you talked about Daniel Lynch. I mean, not much for me to add here. I, I can't get behind a pitcher that has 6.05 ERA at home. Um, and, you know, the strikeouts are down at home. Uh, he's given about close to two home runs per nine innings at home. So, um, and again, recently he hasn't been, like you to mention, he's given up 12 earned runs over his last about what close to 10 innings against Cleveland and Toronto. So not a guy that I want to get behind here. So I'll take a flyer here on Baltimore, um, on the money line minus one twenty. Um, that would be the way I would look at maybe a Baltimore Orioles team total as well in this game. And and that's sad from Lynch because Kaufman's is a pitcher park, pitcher's park. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, next up, uh, another 4-10 Eastern first pitch. The Oakland Athletics at the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, Frankie Montas uh, gets the start for Oakland. And Zach Plezak, similar for Cleveland, who are the minus-125 favourites. Oakland, a shade of plus money at plus 105. The total is set at 7.5. Uh, Moonaf, you've got this one under control for us. Yeah, Frankie Montaz uh, is on the mound for the Oakland A's. 3.06 ERA overall with the whip of exactly one. On the road, uh, not very good for him. He's 4.6. He has a 4.66 ERA with a whip of 1.19. Um, and then on the mound for the Cleveland Guardians, Zach Plezak, 4.72 ERA overall, uh, 1.28 whip. But his ERA is a lot better at home with 3.1. The whip is a little bit higher at 1.31 at home. Um the one thing that does concern me, even if you want to get beyond the Oakland A's here, guys, is they're just not giving any run support to any other starting pitchers, right? And if you kind of take a look at over the last seven days, the Oakland A's are dead, or sorry, number 29 out of 30 teams in team batting average at 199. They have only scored 10 runs over the last seven games, which ranks number 28 down there with the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Milwaukee Brewers. So, you know, I can't trust his offense right now. And, you know, Frankie Montas. He's been pretty good. I mean, for the Oakland A's, he's only given up, you know, he hasn't allowed more than two earned runs over his last five starts. He's allowed a total of, uh, let's see, six earned runs in his last five starts. Um, but again, I just I just can't get behind him. And again, this Guardians team, the offense is clicking right now for them. So um, I would probably look towards an under in this game between these two squads. Uh, and I would bet on the uh, Cleveland Guardians here with uh, Zach Plezak on the mound. And I, I know that, you know, Frankie Montas has great numbers, but again, the, I just don't think that the offense is going to back him up. And, and they ha really haven't in the starts that he uh, has had. And like I mentioned, over the last seven days, this offense has not been good for the Oakland A's. Uh, Noah, can Oakland break the slump? No, I don't think so. And I mean, it honestly goes back to our handicap in the preseason of this athletics team where we were comparing them to basically they're, they're a minor league lineup that got hot at the beginning of the year. Uh, and we're riding a 500 wave for most of 
like the first 20 games of the season, but now they're sort of declining. And I think Montas will hold the Guardians down. I still think that this is a juicy money line that you could take advantage of. It's plus money. I think it's plus 170 right now on the Guardians. Um, I'm probably not going to give it out as my dog, but you, I might put some action onto that because I don't know if the Athletics will be able to score two runs to cover a, a 4-2 or a 3-2 game by the Guardians here. Um, yeah, the... The Athletics are one of only three teams who have yet to reach 200 runs now uh, in MLB, along with Pittsburgh and the Tigers. What even close? Um, yeah, we're, about the Tigers. We're, the, we're the worst offense in the MLB. By by a mile. These 158 <laughs> runs. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Malcolm just likes kicking people when they're down. Uh, oh, no. Like, <laughs> I'm not down. Uh, this team sucks. This offense is terrible. All the pitching is, is getting. Oh, Casey Myers has to go through, under, has to undergo uh, Tommy, yeah, John's Tommy John. Today. So uh, just no. another pitching injury of the starting rotation. I mean, we're just getting back at Eduardo Rodriguez. I mean, the Tigers game's coming up. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a secret, Moonaf. I'm not telling him anything he doesn't know. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, the, the two pitches are okay here. Um, but we're, we're in LA Angels territory again. Am I going to make the same mistake? You bet I am. Oakland have lost nine in a row. Um, they are 6-24 and 24 with teams uh, who are over 500. Uh, Cleveland are over 500. Cleveland should be minus 180 here. Uh, I think minus 125 is like finding money in the street. Uh, so absolutely, uh, lock that one up for me. Um, Cleveland like on the money line, dead straight forward. It's like finding money in the street. <laughs> uh, right, next up, um, you need to concentrate here because we've got a double header coming your way, uh, Noah. And we're going to tackle both these games at the same time. Uh, Four oh, ten Eastern. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Me and Moon, I've got to go and have a cup of tea while you tackle this. Uh, <laughs> Eastern, the, the Colorado Rockies at the San Diego Padres. Um, Feltner, what's Feltner's first name? I don't know. Ryan, um, Ryan Feltner goes for the Rockies. Uh, and Mike Clevenger goes for the Padres. Uh, the second game uh, is Kyle Freeland against Mackenzie Gore, scheduled at round about 10-10. Uh, I do have some lines here. Um, yeah, I didn't, so you can early... read them off, please. Yeah, yeah, the early game, which is Feltner against Clevenger, has Colorado at two to one plus two hundred underdog, and yeah, underdogs with San Diego at minus two forty-five, and a run line of eight. Uh, game two of the set, Freeland against Gore, uh, Colorado plus one seventy-six, San Diego minus two ten, and a total of seven and a half. Um, you can give us one, you can give us both if you've got a strong lean, Noah. Uh, I know you're in charge of this little doubleheader, so what have you got? So the first game of the doubleheader, uh, <clears throat> I'll just touch on this. The Rockies have lost five of their last seven, not counting yesterday's game, and the Padres come in winners of five of their last six. For Colorado, the right-hander Ryan Feltner is 1-2 and two on the year with a 585 ER, 23 strikeouts, six walks in 20 innings pitched. Uh, in four starts this year, Feltner has been a mixed bag with his last start being the worst of the four, giving up six runs on seven hits against the Braves. For San Diego, right-hander Mike Clevenger, he's going today. Uh, he's 1-0 with a 3.18 ERA, 20 strikeouts, seven walks in 17.2 innings pitched, and four starts this year. Uh, he In uh, each of his last two appearances versus the Phillies and the Brewers, uh, he has had only given up one hit against him in both of those starts. Um, I would be looking towards the run line here. Uh, just with sunshine on the mound, I'm able to trust him more than Feltner. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, in the second game with Kyle Freeland, he's 1-5 on the year with a 4.53 ERA, 43 strikeouts, 20 walks, 59.2 innings pitched, and Freeland – has historically been better on the road than at home, and that holds true again this year. Uh, for the Padres, Mackenzie Gore, the young stud, he's 4-1 and one with a 150 ERA, 57 strikeouts, 17 walks, and 48 innings pitched. In his last two starts, he's had 9 and 10 strikeouts against the Pirates and the Brewers, so a K-prop would be my play here on Gore in the second game. 
Uh, Moonaf, uh, did any of this doubleheader tickle your fancy at all? No, I mean, no, I pretty much covered it. Like, the Rockies are struggling. Like he said, they, they've lost five out of their last seven. Uh, uh, and again, the, I think their last series against the Giants, the Giants were not able to capitalize on runs against the starting rotation against the against the Rockies. But I think now you're going up against offense in both of these games where the Padres can put up runs, and they've been one of the hotter teams over the last seven days as far as scoring runs. I believe they're top three in, uh, in run score over the last seven days. Yeah, they're or they're top five. They've scored 35 over their last five games. Uh, the batting average has been okay for them, but they are you know scoring runs. Um, in their game. So I think this might be an opportunity where the San Diego Padres could probably get both games here. And like, you know, Noah mentioned uh, with uh, McKenzie Gore, I think I really do like that strikeout prop in the, in the second, uh, second game of the doubleheader. Um, I'll tell you what we're going to do here. We are going to take $20. Uh, we are going to parlay the San Diego Padres in game one with the San Diego Padres in game two. And the third leg is going to be a horse called Mo Donegal uh, in the Belmont Stakes tomorrow night. Your twenty dollars will win you about one hundred and fifty, uh, and then you can spend it all. Yeah, there you go. That's it. It's a three. <laughs> hey, it's, for, it's the, a, for it's... the graphic, Moon off. Can we just get a picture of the horse? <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, I'm just gonna put a horse, and then we'll just put uh, <laughs> SD SD one plus SD two plus the horse. <laughs> hey, listen. This this is the content people come for. <laughs> uh, San Diego Padres doubleheader and Mo Donegal, uh, which is trading about five to two, round about plus three fifty uh, to win the Belmont. Uh, so that uh, there's nothing to be sneezed at uh, when you've got that hundred and fifty bucks in your pocket on Sunday morning uh, to go and spend on beer or whatever. Um, Just I'm going to tell you about Mo Padres parlay because you get more Padres. The Mo Padres parlay. Yeah, and I'll put that in my uh, little. Little box is my name on Monday when we come to record when it's flex okay. time. Um, Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform with millions of players. I am one of them. Um, my fantasy league's on there. It's absolutely outstanding. Love it. Um, you can make money on Sleeper now, though, by playing the over-under game. They've added to it. Uh, it's dead easy to play. Choose a sport. Choose a couple of players and their props. So hits in baseball, points in basketball, etc. And then if you choose your own stake, you can win anywhere from two to 20 times that stake uh, just by being right. Um, some great features on there. You can copy your friends' picks with the tap of a button. Uh, the group chat's really good as well, so you can have some good patter with your friends. Um, so if stop what you're doing and download the Sleeper app now. Uh, they will give you a $100 match bonus if you use the code sleeper.com slash SGPMLB. At sleeper.com slash SGP MLB to get your 100% match bonus. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Next is a 410 Eastern first pitch. The Toronto Blue Jays and the Detroit Tigers. We've already panned them once. We get to do it again. Uh, Kevin Gosman goes for the Toronto Blue Jays. And Bull Brisky uh, goes for the Tigers. Uh, the lines are right up here. Uh, Toronto minus 225. Uh, Detroit plus 185. The total is set at eight. Uh, Moonaf, it's your go to have a uh, to have a pop at the Tigers. Yeah, uh, Kevin Gossman. Kevin Gossman's on the mound, right, for the Blue Jays? Yes. Okay, all right. Just making sure. Um, yeah, he's five and two. Oh, sorry, five and four so far this year. Three, uh, two point seven eight ER. Excuse me, a one point one six WHIP. Um, on the road so far this year, uh, he's been pretty decent. Three and two record. Uh, ERA of one point nine one. A WHIP of below one for Kevin Gossman. Uh, last start did get uh hit a little bit against the Minnesota Twins. Allowed three earned runs and five runs overall. Um, he only lasted three and two-thirds of an inning. Um, back-to-back starts, he's allowed three, or three earned runs to pretty good offenses, though. It's been the Chicago White Sox and the Minnesota Twins. And you know now he goes up against a, an offense that we just talked about earlier that's not doing very well. I mean, one of the worst in the league, if not the worst. Um, you know, I think this may be a start where he can really um, go deep in this game, give you six to seven innings. The offense right now, we talked about the Blue Jays, has been absolutely on fire. They're number one in the entire league over their last seven days. 
uh, in at batting average. They are second in hits. Uh, they are, I believe, number one in home runs over the last seven days. So you kind of see where I'm getting at here. Uh, Bo Brisky, 0-5 so far this year. 4.93, 1.29 whip. But he had an absolutely fantastic start, I believe, against the New York Yankees in Yankee Stadium. He went six innings in that game, allowed two earned runs. Did give up two home runs, but um, I think that was probably his best start uh, of the uh, season for Bo Brisky. But um, again, this this is this is another one of those spots where we talked about with the Oakland A's is that is is are the Tigers going to be able to give him run support? And I just don't think that's going to happen, especially when you have one of the best pitchers, not the best pitcher, with the Blue Jays, uh, Kevin Gossman coming in. This offense has been on fire for the Blue Jays. It's kind of been the opposite for the Detroit Tigers. So I'm very comfortable laying the run line here with the Toronto Blue Jays against the Detroit Tigers. At, I know it's still juiced at minus 130, but uh, I think that's the one way I would look at uh, playing this game. Uh, well, I'm going to uh, throw an olive branch here to Noah. Uh, arms across the seat. Um, I'm going to take the Tigers, uh, plus 185. Oh, the, good um, Lord. Go- <laughs> Kevin Gosman, he's, he's given up three runs in his last two starts. Uh, that's manageable for Detroit. Um, is it? Detroit are 15. Yeah, it is, yeah. De- Detroit are 15 and 15 at home. This season again? You read it off like 10 minutes ago. Hold on, time out. 15, 15 uh, uh, so and 15 at home. Time out, time out, time out. Hold on. Oh, my God. Okay, Malcolm, bullying how many this, runs this do you think they've... This is the workplace. How many runs do you think they've scored over their last four games? Six. They scored 12. Oh, well, there you go. That's plenty. (laughs) Against the Toronto offense? Yep. All right, Malcolm, I'll let you have it. Go ahead. They are 15 and 15 at home. They've got a 500 (laughs) record at home. Uh, You're giving me plus 185 against uh, a team that should be even money. Uh, Even money? They're 500 at home, not 750. Yeah, so... Even money. I'll tell you what. Now we talked you out of this. You can change your pick. It's okay. This this team is dead. This This is why we're here. I'm telling you the morale is at an all-time low after the number one (laughs) overall pick in 2018 just had to undergo uh, Tommy John surgery. Uh, This Tigers team can't hit, and Brisky is... Going to give up a couple of runs in the first inning, like he always does, and this team's going to be out of it in no, no, in due time. First inning, six, six and four in the last ten. Does that play? One, two in a row. Who are they playing? Any, any Brisky, Brisky's zero and five. Does that play? Well, he's not zero and five over the last two nights because they've won twice. He's got to play the Pirates. Record, though. <laughs> Dude, I took the Angels last night, and they won last night. <laughs> Well, yeah, but you had, you didn't know that before you took them. I told I I I, and I said this at the beginning of the pod. I said uh, only way the Angels are going to break their winning streak is going to be on the back of Shohei Otani, their best player. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, Otani hit a home tank. run, and he 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 had and I told you he has great numbers against the Red Sox, and it happened. Okay, well, I stand by. Uh... <laughs> Stand by my guns, uh, you boys, and uh, we'll throw some sort of forfeit in uh, tomorrow night or Sunday uh, when you have to issue a groveling apology to me uh, when the Detroit Tigers win this 3-1 tomorrow night. Noah, have you finished your handicap of this before we move on? Um. The Toronto no one's at a loss for words right now. No one's gone. I've finished him off. No one's at a loss for words right now. I, I'm a fan of two of the three worst teams in the MLB, and I'm trying to be honest with you, Malcolm. I'm, I'm trying to be a good friend and not uh, lead you down this long, long, dark road that is betting the Detroit Tigers on the money line. I might make them my yeah, fourth leg of that parlay with oh, the, two, no. the, the two Padres <laughs> and, the, and the horse. We'll get him in there. Let's get the Okay, we're moving on. Four Eastern first pitch. Another one of... Uh, Noah's teams, the Pittsburgh Pirates against <laughs> um, the Atlanta Braves. Zach Thompson goes for Pittsburgh. And Charlie Morton uh, is on the hill for Atlanta. Uh, let's see if I can find some lines here. Uh, it must be up the page. There they are. Yeah, Pittsburgh are plus 180. Um, Atlanta are minus 220. The total is set at nine. Uh, we'll throw this straight back at you, Noah. Tell us about Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, I'm wearing a Josh Bell shirt today, too, just to show off my confidence in a crazy underdog. But, I mean, I was just so negative on Malcolm. I'll let him maybe rebuttal against me here. They're the same price. I'm just saying, Zach Thompson is basically the ace of this Pirate squad. Bo Brisky was a triple-A call-up because of four injuries on the starting staff. Thompson, he's three and four on the year with a 460 ERA, 35 strikeouts, 17 walks, and 45 innings pitched. Um, he's a pitch to contact guy, and he's only given up four or more runs once since May 4th. So he's been rolling right now. And Charlie Morton has been just so inconsistent this year. And he's on my fantasy team, which is even more frustrating about it. He's four and three with a 563 ERA, 54 strikeouts, 25 walks, and 54 innings pitched. Morton hasn't had a good 22 campaign. And uh, this is a nice dog play uh, on the Pirates plus 180 to win since Morton has given up four runs in each of his last three starts versus the Rockies, D-backs, and Phillies. And if Thompson's going to give them a lead, Bednar has been one of the best closers in baseball this year or best relievers in general. So um, if, if Thompson can go six, I, I like the Pirates to get a win here. Um, yeah, I'll follow you in here because um... – I, I didn't want to get laughed at for picking a ridiculous dog. So I actually took Pittsburgh on the run line here, uh, just a, that, that extra run insurance. Um, so they were minus 10 plus one and a half. Uh, they've been uh, cashing as big dogs lately, especially last weekend, that Dodgers series. Uh, Charlie yeah. Morton's just been, he's been dodgy and we've been waiting for him to come back into a little bit of form. Uh, and he hasn't been, uh, he hasn't done so so far. So um, I thought Pittsburgh were live here and I, and I quite like Thompson. Uh, the Braves have won eight in a row. Uh, big streak there. But, yeah, I think Pittsburgh can keep this close. Um, so I'll take them on the run line at minus 110, Muna. Okay, now if you want to take an underdog, I can understand you taking the Pirates here because, again, Charlie Morton has been so bad over his last four starts here. He's allowed at least four earned runs and three straight starts. Uh, he's given up the long ball in four straight games. Um, I know he's been a little bit better at home for the Atlanta Braves here, but um, – you know, I don't think at, a, at this big of a price I can get behind Charlie Morton. And, you know, Zach Thompson, like Noah mentioned, he, he's been really good so far for the um, <clears throat> the Pittsburgh Pirates. So I agree with you. I'll take the plus one and a half on the run line for the Pittsburgh Pirates here. Possibly uh, look at their uh, team total as well in this game for the Pirates. Okie doke. Uh, next, uh, another 4 10 Eastern first pitch. The Miami Marlins at the Houston Astros. Braxton Garrett is the pitcher for Miami. Uh, Framba Valdez goes for Houston. Uh, Miami are another lot of um, lot of big dogs here. Uh, plus two or five, one of them is going to win. Uh, Houston minus two fifty-five. The total is set at eight and a half. Um, Braxton Garrett, uh, not much to tell you. Um, one appearance so far this season. Zero and one with a ten eighty ERA. He pitched three and a third uh, in that appearance, uh, struck out five. Uh, Valdez is six and two, 261 ERA. Uh, 69 innings pitched, 55 Ks in a 113 whip. Um, I saw a bit of that uh, Braxton Garrett start last week against uh, San Francisco. Um, he was a little bit unlucky. He, he made one mistake Um and gave up a grand slam on it. Um, he'd actually hit a couple of batters. Um, so it could have been different for him, but it wasn't. Uh, and as they say, if uh, if my auntie had balls, she'd be my uncle. Uh, so we can't go with ifs and buts the whole time. It's <laughs> <laughs> a perfectly common phrase. Slash um, Valdez is going along really nicely. Uh, he's 5-1 and one in his last seven. Uh, a 239 ERA and a 102 whip. Houston, 15 and 8 at home. Uh, Miami, 10 and 16 on the road. Uh, looks like a pretty straightforward um, Houston Houston run line for me uh, at minus 125. Uh, Munaf? Yeah, I mean, agree with you here. I just don't have faith in Braxton Garrett, even though you're right, Malcolm, that he did have two hit batsmen and then he gave up the grand slam. But now you're going up in a, a completely different offense in the Houston Astros, um, you know, trying to look up how they've done against left-handed pitching. But you know, even if he makes some mistakes, I think this offense is fully capable of, um, you know, getting hits and, and scoring runs. And they're one of the best offenses in the league. I know they're not great against left-handed pitching, but – um, you know, when you're going up and get offense like this and coming off of the off of the 
the performance that he did have last week, and I'm talking about Braxton Garrett here, um, <clears throat> I think that this might be a tough spot for him as well going into Minimate Park against his Astros offense. So, and like you mentioned, Valdez has been great so far this season. He has gotten a little bit of trouble uh, at home, uh, where his ERA is at 4.44, but um, that was really in one start where he gave up six earned runs to the Angels, and that was all the way back on April 19th. But since then, uh, he's had about eight starts, and he's only allowed three or more earned runs in two of those starts, or everything else has either been one or two. So he's been going deep in games as well. Uh, he had a complete game against the Oakland A's, two starts against Cleveland and uh, Texas. He went seven innings each. Prior to that, against Washington, seven and two-thirds. So um, this might be a spot that if your book has those exotic fun props on pitcher props, uh, uh, props of out-issued, I think you might want to take a look at, at uh, Framber Valdez to go over out issued in this game, but I completely agree about the one and a half here with the uh, Houston Astros. <clears throat> okay, uh, Noah, is it a is it a hat trick for Houston? Yeah, hat trick on Houston. I'm going to play the run line as well. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, short and sweet one. Uh, next up, the uh, this was the other TBD picture. We've got some uh, conflicting reports here. Um, we're moving into the late state of the game. 7.15 Eastern is the LA Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants. Now, I've got Luis Urias going for the Dodgers and possibly Jay Junis going uh, for the Giants. But question marks over both. I know um, you're, you were floating the idea of a Clayton Kershaw moving up. So if uh, I've got no line, so can you shed any further light on this or yeah. are we scooching on again? Yeah, I think we're scooching on again, Malcolm, because I I thought uh, Jacob Judas was starting tonight on Friday against Walker, going up against Walker Bueller. Um, so again, and I think this is probably a good reminder just to again check Tally's side uh, for our picks. But yeah, I'm seeing Julio Urias on one side, and I'm seeing Clayton Kershaw on one side for uh, starting pitching, and again undecided for the Giants. So uh, we can just probably just move on from this one, Malcolm. I, I will say uh, that the Giants typically uh, don't do well against lefties, so that would be the angle for me. They were, they're platooning Jack Peterson over there, or at least they were before I went deep into college baseball. So, uh, and Jack doesn't. If even if Jack does start, he doesn't do well against lefties, and most of this lineup doesn't really do well either. They they platoon a lot of these guys. Um. Yeah, I think I might have said um, Luis Arias, but Julio is obviously the right answer. Um, <laughs> right, we've got uh, three more games to uh, to get to uh, before that. I'll tell you what I probably I could do with um, in the face of the silliness that I've faced from you people tonight. Uh, a little bit of AG1 uh, to sort myself out. Athletic Greens, a fantastic supplement which would give me 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day properly. Um, it supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, and your ability to deal with problem colleagues. It costs you less than $3 a day, um, which you're investing in your health. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Um, Athletic Greens are going to give... You, a free one-year supply of immune support and vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. That's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh, 7.15 Eastern first pitch is the Chicago Cubs and the New York Yankees. Uh, Matt Swarmer. Uh, is the pitcher great name for the Chicago Cubs? Um, and Jordan Montgomery uh, is going for the Yankees. Let's see if I can find some lines here. Ooh, bear with me, boys. It's for the Yankees game, yeah. Tally site page is all no, I don't, I don't page. see one. No, I don't see any oh, no, I, yeah, I can, I see the game, but there are no, I'm sure I had some earlier on. Uh, okay. Yeah, so no lines on that one, but um, we'll we'll pass this across to to Noah. And um, have you got anything to tell us about Matt Swarmer? Uh, yeah, good Matt's, name, but I'm not overly familiar with it. Yeah, Matt Swarmer has two career starts. He's one and zero with a 150 ERA, 11 strikeouts, three walks, and 12 innings pitched. Um, I really think that this might be just a spot where the young, or he's not really young, he's 28, but uh, 
the rook gets a little bit uh i don't know what i'm trying to look for or try to say but I'm losing track of my words but uh in yankee stadium you see this one uh the pitchers that are inexperienced in the mlb they might get a little bit uh i, I can't find the word but anyways uh the yankees the left-hander jordan montgomery he's been good this year he's one and one though uh a lot of no decisions with a 302 era 46 strikeouts 10 walks and 60 and a half 60 Point two innings pitched. Monty, like I said, he's been great for the pinstripe and 11 starts this year, and he hasn't surrendered four runs in a game all year. Uh, there's no lines out yet for this game, but uh, when they do come out, I think the money line's going to be over minus 115. That's normally my threshold for an MLB game, but uh, this might be a good run line for the Yankees. I've got some lines I have located. Uh, Chicago Cubs plus 215. Uh, the Yankees minus 260. Uh, wow. And a total of nine. So, uh, does that change anything, Noah? The the run line is no. minus one thirty four. No, I'd probably, I'd probably still take the run line. That would be the play. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, it's not a very attractive betting proposition at all. Really, the the only play I think is the is the Yankees on the run line. If you want that minus one thirty four, you could maybe look for minus two and a half if you're feeling a bit frisky. Uh, Moon, after do you have much to add to this? Now, I'll agree with you guys. Uh, Yankees run line. Yankees run line, okay. Um, we've got two more games uh, to handicap, which the first of those is the New York Mets at the LA Angels, which is a 10.07 Eastern first pitch. Carlos Carrasco goes for the Mets. Michael Lorenzen goes for Moonaf's LA Angels. Uh, the Mets are a favourite at minus 135. The Angels at plus 115. The total is set at 8.5. Um, Carrasco has been great. Uh, one of the best pitchers in MLB this season. 7-1, and one, 352 ERA. Uh, 64 innings, 61 strikeouts and a 116 whip. Uh, Lorenzen, 5-3, three, 369 ERA, 53 and two-thirds, 40 Ks and a 114 whip. Um, Carrasco's had one bad start so far this season. Um, in fact, it wasn't even that terrible because he, he went seven innings, gave up a few runs, but he went long enough uh, to to make it worth his while. And the uh, Mets picked up the win actually in that game. Um, six and zero in his last seven starts with an ERA of a level three. Uh, the Mets are missing potentially uh, dated injuries for Alonso and Martin. I think that's affected them the last couple of days. Um, so it would maybe worth checking the lineup on this one. Um, Michael Lorenzen is a pitcher that I like. Um, he had a dodgy first inning um, against Philly last time out. But after that, he settled into the game and recovered. Before that, he'd been going perfectly well. Um, LA won a game, but I don't think that means they're fixed particularly. Um, I trust both pitchers. Um, I think both lineups might just still be a little bit under the weather. And the eight and a half looked high to me. Uh, so I'll be taking the under uh, at minus 105. What do you think, Muna? Yeah, uh, you mentioned it with uh, Michael Lorenzen. Rough start against the Phillies, which I think, was, like you mentioned, was early on and settled in a little bit. He's allowed um, eight earned runs over the last about 12 and a third inning uh, in his last two starts, which are against the Blue Jays and the Phillies, like we mentioned. Uh, back at home, he has an ERA of 2.76 at home with a whip of below five. Sorry, below one. I'm sorry. Uh, record of three and one at home so far this year. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't think they got that monkey off the back last night behind Shohei Otani. But does that mean that this offense is fixed or this team is fixed? I'm not sure. But so maybe a little bit relaxed here. And again, like you said, Malcolm, you probably want to check the lineup of Marte or uh, Pete Alonso are in the are in the lineup or not. But if they aren't, I do like the under. Uh, if they are, I'll probably side with the Mets here. And Carlos Carrasco, like you mentioned, he only had that one bad start against the St. Louis Cardinals way back earlier in, I believe it was the month of April, uh, where he had that bad start. But other than that, in his other three road starts, he's only given up uh, combined four earned runs in about, I want to say, um, close to 14 innings. So um, I'm going to check the lineup. If, if one of two of those guys are in, I'll definitely be on the Mets. Okay, uh, Noah, what do you uh, what do you make of this one? Mets at the Angels. I like the under either way, whether those guys are in the lineups for the for the Mets or not. Um, I think Lorenzen and Carrasco are going to keep this game low scoring enough to where it comes in on the under. 
Okay. Uh, finally, uh, 10-10 Eastern first pitch. The Boston Red Sox at the Seattle Mariners. Michael Wacker uh, goes for Boston. And George Kirby is on the hill for Seattle. Um, Boston are plus 110. Underdogs, Seattle minus 130. And the total is set at eight. Uh, Michael Wacker has a record of four and one with a 199 ERA. He's pitched 49 and two thirds with 33 strikeouts and a 091 whip. Kirby is one and one, 338 ERA, 32 innings pitched, 31 Ks, and a 109 whip. Um, Wacker pitched a complete game shutout last time at the LA Angels. Um, 223 ERA in his last seven. I've been waiting for him to regress back to his mean, but he's going along. Uh, really well, so there's there's no real reason at this moment in time uh, to fade him. Um, Kirby's an interesting one. Um, high hopes for Kirby. We've been watching him closely. Um, he gave up four earned runs against Oakland. That's the one kind of rough start he's had, but otherwise he's been absolutely fine. Um, I still I, I like Kirby more than I like Wacker. Boston is still uh, below 500 on the road. Um, when we did a little trends episode last Friday. Um, I fancied Seattle to go on a little run. So I'm going to stick to my guns again uh, and I'll take Seattle on the money line here at minus 130 uh, behind George Kirby. Uh, Noah, Boston Red Sox at Seattle. Um, I love the way that the Red Sox have been doing with this uh, out west road trip. They've won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think they're seven and one out west on the West Coast beating or sweeping the Athletics. They won three out of four against the Angels. Um, They have the... Mariners technically yesterday when most of the people are going to be listening to this podcast, but I mean, they should just be playing on Pacific coast time because uh, this Red Sox team has been playing very well as of late. And I'm, I'm not going to stray away from Waka has been one of their better arms for them this season. And Seattle has been struggling as of late. So I I really like just the momentum play here. Um, Boston, every which way for me. Okay. So we have one Seattle, we have one Boston moon half split the tie. Yeah, I think the one thing that kind of sticks out to me is that George Kirby has had one start against the Boston Red Sox in Fenway Park where he did give up five earned runs in that game in five innings to the Red Sox. They had two long bombs in that game as well. but um, And then he did struggle against the Oakland A's uh, uh, in the start after that. It's crazy to see that four out of his last six starts or four of his six starts have been on the road so far this season. So, um, again, I agree with Noah here. This, this Boston Red Sox team seems to kind of find their form here. I know it was against the Angels who are who are struggling and, and the Oakland A's who's not a good team, but again, that those wins just kind of give your ball club momentum and, and it kind of gives you um you know a, a point where the Red Sox were not playing well earlier in the season. They've now gotten above five hundred. Um and then they gotta uh, pile up the wins here. So I think that experience that they already have against George Kirby, um uh I think that's gonna be an advantage for the Red Sox here. So I'm gonna take um, the Boston Red Sox on the money line here uh, behind Michael Walker, who's absolutely been fantastic. Uh, the best pitcher so far for the Boston Red Sox this season. So Moonaf tips the balance there in favour of the Boston Red Sox on the road. Uh, locks and dogs coming up momentarily. Uh, before that, did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without that added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes, which is why at SGPN we use IP Vanish VPN, which makes it easy to say truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you brave browse safely by encrypting 100% of your data. Things like details, passwords, communications, browsing history, etc., will be completely hidden. Uh, you can use IP Vanish on as many devices as you want, tablets, computers, uh, even your Fire Stick when you're streaming stuff. And IP Vanish uh, offer our listeners an incredible 70% off a yearly plan, uh, which is the equivalent of getting nine months for free. Um, it's really easy to use. Tap one button and you're instantly protected. Um, take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use the promo code SGP to claim the 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Um, it is time for the lock and dog. This ever since with this graphic that introduced has been killing me. I can pick winners, but I can't get them on the graphic. Um, it's impossible. Tonight's the night we're going to change it. Uh, Noah, 
Uh, we'll let the youth team lead us off tonight. What's your lock and dog? For me, I'm going to go, I'm going to lock the Toronto Blue Jays minus one and a half, minus 130. And for my dog, I'm going to go with the Texas Rangers plus 125 on the road against the White Sox. Okay. Brief and confident picks uh, from Noah. Uh, Moonaf, what you got? Yeah, for my lock, uh, let's go with uh, let's go to Houston Astros minus one and a half on the run line. Um, Fran Bravaldez on the mound. We talked about him. Uh, just one lousy start at home, but other than that, he's been pretty solid for the Houston Astros. And Braxton Garrett, second start going into the into the juice box against the uh, Astros. Offense, you know, has we know what the offense is for the Astros. I think they'll be able to get to him uh, early and often. So give me the run line for the Astros minus one and a half. Minus 125. For my dog, I'm going to go with another run line. Give me the Philadelphia Phillies. Minus one and a half, plus 110 with Zach Wheeler on the mound against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Arizona's offense has not been very good so far this season on the road. And Zach Wheeler, uh, since the start of May, he's had uh, three home starts. And the, uh, uh, sorry, the Phillies have uh, covered the run line in every single one of those starts um, for uh, Zach Wheeler. They've scored seven three and nine in the starts against uh i'm sorry um yeah against uh in his home start so i'll, I'll go with zach wheeler here again this uh phillies team is on fire since they fired joe girardi i think that continues with their ace on the mound here with zach wheeler i'll take that as my dog okay like both of those moon F. um my luck is going to be cleveland on the money line um the minus 125 to beat Oakland, any team at minus 125 to beat Oakland, um, I think I'd be locking up. Uh, Cleveland are way better, um, even if uh, Oakland have Montas on the mind. I don't mind, please, Zach. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy to say Cleveland in that spot. Uh, my dog, meow, meow, is going to be the Detroit Tigers. Uh, plus 185, uh, Kevin Gorsman is vulnerable uh, to this Detroit team who are 500 at home. They've won two in a row. They're on a roll. I don't know what could stop them. Plus 185 uh, for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, and that, ladies and gents, wraps us up. Um, Moonaf NBA game four tonight. Is this correct? Yep. Friday night, uh, game four between the uh, Golden State Warriors and the um, Boston Celtics. Uh, they're looking to tie up the series. Are the Golden State Warriors are down two to one right now. So they have an opportunity in Boston tonight to tie it up before they head back to the Bay Area for Game 5. So definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, I think there's some sort of watch-along happening uh, for the DJ. So if I can stay awake, I, I fancy joining in just to uh, pester some people. Uh, Noah, are you, uh, you college baseball or are you NBA man tonight? <clears throat> college baseball for tonight, but I'll probably join in as well just to mingle with the guys. And uh, Saturday, eight college baseball games. is going to be a busy day. Going to love it. Uh well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we will be back at some point um, over the next couple of days uh, with some form of MLB gambling podcast for you to enjoy. Uh, don't forget more Donegal in the Belmont Stakes uh, once you've got your Padres money wrapped up. Um, free money for everyone. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Like, rate, review, and download the SGP app. And in the meantime, we will see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>